guys. It's me, Carrington. And me, Jordan. And welcome to our 17th episode of Caronel Talks. 17. That's I know. so exciting. The fact that we probably will hit our 20th episode before the end of the semester is mind-boggling. That's actually really exciting to think about because I really haven't been thinking about like the number as yeah. much, even though we say it like every episode. Yeah, I kind of started taking control of this position about a year ago, or at least I think we were in the like depths of applying yeah, for it. Yeah. And if you could have told me then that we would have the, like 20 episodes come out, holy cow. I know, like, we've that's come crazy. such a long way. I don't know. It's so exciting. Anyways, <laughs> for today's episode, we've got decided to throw something a little random at you. Yeah. Um, so much has been going on in the news, in the media, in pop, pop history. A lot of things have been going on. And we just yeah. decided we would sit down, talk about it, chat, what's been going on, how we feel about it. So, yeah. Yeah, especially like 2022. Like, I feel like this was such supposed to be like such a good year and everybody was thinking it was going to be like great, a lot of positivity, a lot of good things happening. And, like, no, like, there's actually, like, a war going on in Europe. Yeah. Which is really crazy. Um, everybody knows this right now. Um, Ukraine was invaded by Russia. Correct. And what we're going to talk about are the journalists who gave their lives on reporting on this conflict and, like, telling the truth about it, which is, like, so brave of them. Absolutely. And as someone who has, su- us, like, two people that have such an affinity for journalism and, you know, telling the truth and bringing other stories to light, um, we really resonated with them and resonated with their families and hearing their stories. Mm-hmm. And it's been so impactful for us to not only see all of the people, um, the citizens of Ukraine going through this tragedy, tragedy, but the journalists as well and so many outside people that are not necessarily in Ukraine. Yeah, so I'm going to, like, read this Washington Post article. It basically, like, lists all of the journalists so far who have been killed in the conflict, and there are five um, as of now. Um, so Yevheni Sakun, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce any of these names, but he was a camera operator. He was Ukrainian, um, and he was reportedly the first journalist killed in the conflict. Um, ugh, it's just so sad. Um Brent Renaud was the second, and he was an American filmmaker. That was the first journalist I saw because it went viral on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that one too because he worked for Time Magazine at the mm-hmm. time, and he was. I remember his picture going around on Instagram, and yeah, it was so sad. And then um, the third is Alexandra Kushinova. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but she was 24 years old, and she was a producer for Fox News. Yeah, known as Sasha. I've actually mm-hmm. watched. I believe it was her family. It was someone close to her that uh-huh. came on Fox News yeah. and they talked about it. And it was kind of like a tribute. And it was very special. I saw that too. I just Very beautiful. Uh, it's just she was so young and she was like so talented. And it's just like really sad. Absolutely. And then, of course, Pierre Zach Krev- Krevsky. Oh, that was such a bad pronunciation. I feel so bad. But he was a cameraman for Fox News and he was traveling alongside Sasha, I think. Wow. Yeah, they're part of the same crew. And I also knew about him because um, uh, Clarissa Ward, a journalist that I follow from CNN, she, like, worked with him okay. um, during some point in her career, and she, like, posted this big tribute to him. And then Oksana Bolina, um, she was a Russian correspondent, and she was killed while filming the destruction from Russian shelling. Wow. Yeah. Wow, it's so interesting to think about all of the moral, moral dilemmas that they must have gone through to just decide that they were, I mean, obviously going into this job, you're never thinking that you're going mm-hmm. to be 
you know, killed in your at, yeah. when you're at work and mm-hmm. you're going to be, you know, it's just crazy. Well, I feel like journalists who like go into conflicts like these in like war zones, I feel like they do know that like it is dangerous and they could potentially die. But I feel sure. like the story is worth covering to them more than their lives, which is so scary to say. But like I was like watching a lot of documentaries about this on Netflix, of course, because sure. that's what I do in my free time. And a lot of people were saying that, like, it's a thrill and they always want to go back and, like, they always want to just, like, share these stories because a lot of people here, we just don't really care, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that they do a good job of making people in America care and, like, actually pay attention. But we're going to move on to another topic. We're going to talk about the slap at the Oscars. I know, completely night and day topic. We really yeah. wanted to... Um, bring up the war in Ukraine and the journalists that passed that um, to really pay our tribute to them mm-hmm. because they are such they are working in a field that's close to ours but in a completely 180 we would like to talk about yeah. the slap that has seemed to take over social media if you don't know um, during the Oscars last Sunday Will Smith literally just like slapped Chris Rock he walked straight up on stage in the middle of Chris Rock like talking I think he was about to present something I don't remember he was about to present an award yeah and just like legitimately slapped him in the face and then like walked back to his seat and proceeded to like curse at him and threaten him yeah obviously there was things that leaded up to it Chris Rock made a joke um, yes that was in that was targeting Will Smith's wife um who just came out with having alopecia yeah and shaved her head she she had this was, like, an ongoing struggle that she had, like, publicly talked about. Sure. And a lot of people were, like, a lot of people in the black community especially were, like, well, he was making fun of, like, a black woman in front of, like, the Oscars, and that's, like, a predominantly white audience. Yeah. Wow. And, like, that's, like, that's rude. Um, I really don't know how to feel about the joke. More so, like, well, especially with I her. didn't think it was that bad but also like I understand why it's a sensitive topic because like it was legitimately about her being bald so I get it and about her losing her hair and having a disease and I think it was something that was recently she kind of she did shave her head because Mm -hmm. of having to face that and it was just very interesting though because right after people came out with all this debate on Mm -hmm. is it real is it not real what do you think oh yeah a lot of people are like this is staged and I thought it was I thought it was too I really thought it was because nobody did anything they just proceeded on like nothing happened I know I know I mean they obviously as you probably if you've seen the clips of it they had they kind of you know blurred out or they muted yeah okay so some people didn't get to see the slap at all Really? Like, they, like, edited out of, like, some, like, live television. Because mm-hmm, they had then, enough time. Mm-hmm. And then, but people on Twitter, like, who recorded it, it was going sure. around the internet sure. and stuff like that. And also in some countries, like, that type of stuff is, like, yeah. okay. So, like, they show it. Also in Australia, they don't, like, bleep out any curse words. Oh, so, like, okay. people heard everything Will Smith and was saying. And that's why... They obviously, when he, you know, cussed him out after he went and sat back down. Oh, yeah. They, we do have footage of that, and that's <laughs> all over Twitter. So that's really interesting. And then you can kind of see Chris Rock. I mean, he's standing there like. He was shocked. I think I would be too. I would have cried because that's honestly humiliating. It is humiliating. And so I think a lot of people thought, you know, in this day and age where television is, you know, inherently dying. 
and mm-hmm. less and less True. people are making it a point to watch the Oscars on Sunday night. And I mean, I remember my parents doing it and saying it's a big deal, but I don't necessarily block it out on my calendar. So I think I thought maybe I didn't this watch would it. Be a, me either. I did not watch it. Some of my friends did and they came in. Um, my roommates did and was like, oh my gosh, did you just see that? And I was like, no, no, seriously. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was literally watching this documentary and my friend texted me and he was like, did you see the slap? And I was like, what? Like, I what? don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then he sent me the video, and I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Uh-huh. And it looks really, I don't know. it. For it me, it looked kind of staged, because if you watch Chris Rock, like, watching him walk up to him, like, what was he expecting to happen? He's kind of laughing, and he's like, ooh, he's coming. And, like, yeah. ha, ha, ha. And then he, the way he hits him, and so this might be, I don't know, this might be me way over-reading into it. One of my friends is a theater major, not a theater major, excuse me, but a music education major, and spends a lot of time in the performing arts. And so she (laughs) broke it down for me. (laughs) And was like, well, if you look the way he's coming in, he comes in and then he crosses his arm over to make the noise. And that's how typically when things are staged. Yeah, no, I've done that before because I took a theater class. Yeah, Yes, and it was just so funny. Like all of my friends backing which one or the other like fighting about it i, I watched a slow-mo video he definitely connected like 100 yeah. percent connected with his face okay yeah and also like he took a like chris rock after it like he lit- legitimately like rocked back yeah. and was like oh wow like, and i mean i think the other thing that people were looking for is then his acceptance speech don't even get me started because i mm, i thought I don't know what was going on with Will Smith, honestly, that night. I felt like he was acting very out of character. Yeah. Um, I agree. He is not. He does not come off as someone that's very emotional that way. Exactly. That is very impulsive. Mm-hmm. He seems very level-headed. As and much. also, Obviously, like, I don't in know control him, of himself. Like, he's been in the spotlight for so long, he should, like, know understand. that you do not act like that. His acceptance speech when he was saying he was defending his family, um... I don't particularly agree with that because, like, he, he should not have, like reacted in violence and also like i don't see that i just like don't see that at all i don't know i don't know i don't think he ever should be reacting in violence i think that's something that seems to be very you know yeah immature i think he also you know when they first panned over to him after the joke he was laughing about it rather he was laughing and then they kind of panned over to her and she was very stoic, mm-hmm. seemed very angry. I don't know if he then looked over at her. Yeah, we don't see their interaction. And I wish we did because I think we would understand more because I think she said something to him or gave him a look and he was like, oh, wait. Okay. I messed up. Yeah. I should do something. Yeah, which I don't I don't know how you decide that quickly that yeah. you're just going to throw caution to the wind. Also, like, but she had a whole on like entanglement with someone and he don't, and do he didn't react in this way, which I saw all over Twitter too. People yeah, were making this. I do remember that. And I expected that this. joke more than mm-hmm. the G.I. Jane reference, which mm-hmm. is what Chris Rock did. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just seems so interesting to me. Yeah. And, and I, I just really thought after the Oscars, a few days later when it all settled down, somebody would come out and say something. If, yeah. I mean, whether taking it to Twitter, to Chris Rock saying, you know, I would like to apologize or, you well, know, Will Smith. He did post on Instagram an apology. And I think it really? was, oh I think God, it I was it. not a good apology. I think it was BS. I think someone told him to do it. Really? I, I really don't think it was genuine, but also I just could be overly critical. It's on his Instagram. I huh. Okay. I'm going to have to look yeah. at that. I can't believe I missed that. Also, looking for it. I feel like a lot of people aren't really talking about Chris Rock. They're talking like, honestly, Will Smith got a lot of support like immediately the day after the Oscars for what Very he did. Very divided. 
very divided, but, like, I felt like a lot of people supported his actions. Yeah. I mean, his action, speaking out about it and saying that wasn't an okay joke would have been one thing. A hundred percent. Taking in violence is kind of where, you know, you lose some people, and I think uh-huh. that's really what gotten people that are, are divided. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, it was just very interesting. Yeah, but I think Chris Rock really saved them because if he retaliated, it would have turned into, like, the black-on-black yeah. violence trope. Like, we can't be invited anywhere. Like, it would have been bad if they got awesome. into a full-on brawl. So I think, I think Chris Rock really saved them and, like, swallowed his pride and, like, took that. And just moved on. Because it could have gotten, like, honestly bad. Wow. I mean, I didn't even think about that. It's yeah. Really, but I, they were, when you look at the Oscars, it's, they have a very different, they have a unique setup when it comes to any other award ceremony. Uh, yeah. If you think about the Grammys, if you think about the CMAs, mm-hmm. they're watched more because they also have performances. Yeah. They have things that people want to see. So mm-hmm. all the Oscars is relying on is yeah. their jokes, their comedy. Yeah. Which in this case, if people can't even trust that, I wonder how it'll affect their views. I don't know. Well, I to be very honest, I feel like they're going to have a lot of views for exactly. next year because this is iconic. Like, sure. this is never going to be forgotten. And also, it overshadowed everything after that. Absolutely. The rest of the Oscars was like a blur. It was a blur. And, I mean, there are other comments and other jokes that were made that were seemed a little bit of out of touch when we are talking about it than we are exactly. in 2022. Yeah. At one point, they made fun of the animation, you know, animation as a whole, as a creative um, branch of the Oscars and you know called it very childish and I I don't see how that really connects I don't know it doesn't because I feel like a lot of people like I think even adults like watching animated things even more so now because they make like adult centered like cartoons and stuff especially on Netflix so like I yeah that does not land well at all but okay (laughs) I don't know other things that people are not this kind of taking a more positive spin that people did Mm -hmm. not talk about is um, Troy, who I'm going to butcher his last name, but it's Kosher, I believe, or Kosher? Kosher. He became the first deaf man to win an acting Oscar, which is so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. His response up on, on, the spa- on the stage was just so powerful. You can see the pride on his face. Yeah. He's dedicated to the deaf community and the CODA community and the disabled community. He said, this is our moment, which is so, so powerful. He is not the first um, individual to win a deaf um, an award for the deaf community, um, for an Oscar, there was a woman before him, but he singled out his his both his parents um, and especially his dad, who was in quote best signer of his family, who was later paralyzed from the neck down in a car accident and was no longer able to sign. But he learned so much and so much perseverance from him, which is so so powerful. And another story from the Oscars, which is really, I mean, something that it's hard that it, it's getting it gets overshadowed. Yeah, I'm happy that we can at least bring it to light. Yeah, that's such a good moment. That's such a feel-good moment, feel-good moment. Um, Another topic we can talk about is Ralph Lauren. Um, He has partaken in a new collection um, for two historically black colleges, Spelman and Morehouse. And the collection is kind of like an ode to like old-timey like college era. It's like Ralph the Warren. 20s, yeah, like the 20s, 30s. What is it? It's yeah. very, very interesting. And it's with really an all-black creative team mm-hmm. that really originally created it. It sounds so, so interesting. These pictures are gorgeous. I highly yeah. recommend you go check them out. Also, as you can tell, we're definitely not fashionistas. We really don't know a lot about fashion. but It's, it's our so first time talking about it. I it get excited. <laughs> but, like, it's a really interesting collection that you should look at. And I think it's kind of powerful that, like, Ralph Lauren is designing, like, a collection like this. And, like, also, like... Having yeah. black designers, like black creatives, backing Cinematographers, him. Cinematographers, yeah. models. This included students, faculty, and alumni of yeah. both institutions. So how interesting to have such a 
unique focus on one group in particular. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And I wonder really, you know, how did they come up with this idea? Have they seen it before? Do you know of any other I'm, designers? I'm honestly not sure. Because I also don't know a lot about fashion or like Ralph Lauren, even though I know he's like a household name or like Morehouse or Spellman and they're like sure. their history within fashion and stuff like that. It's very interesting. But they're prestigious. At, so like they are. And at a time where athleisure and, you know, streetwear is so up and coming and s- yeah. stuff that everybody's wearing, everybody's talking about. Yeah. It's really the fact that they are going to this collection that seems, you know, isn't track pants and leggings. Yeah, it's very it's historic. Up. Yeah. And it's, you know, long dresses and mm-hmm. it's polished. It's very interesting. And it seems like back into a different time. Yeah. And I think like a great point is like they're just like remodeling a whole nother era like these like clothes are from like the 20s and 30s I'm guessing and like when you look at the 20s and 30s fashion it's literally all white models like all white like designers and stuff like this so they're literally just like recreating a whole they're just like recreating an era yeah of like what we never got to see they because of that they are obviously being criticized heavily I mean this yeah of course (laughs) I know okay you will be criticized so tell me what tell I mean as you know yeah okay well I'll say this first um my dad's gonna hate me for calling him out but I when I first saw this I was like this is kind of cool like I was like this is really awesome and so I sent it to him and he was like I heard that like he copied it from another black artist or like another black designer. So I'm not really sure if he did. I tried to look up controversy on Mm -hmm. it, like if there was like immediate backlash. But I just saw like a lot of like black journalists like doing opinion pieces on it. And they weren't like overly harsh. Sure. They were kind of like not praising, but like saying this is like a good thing. Some people on Twitter seem to... raise concerns around cultural appropriation and, you know, the politics around it and Mm -hmm. the glamorization of the Jim Crow era fashion, which is what they're calling it. I completely understand that because it it is Jim Crow era fashion. And that's why I pointed out earlier that like during this era, we only saw white people like wearing these types of things. Sure. So I think, and I think they're doing a good thing trying to like recreate this like black power type thing, but like, I don't think a lot of people, especially now in 2020, want to even think about what black people went through in the 20s or 30s, especially black people themselves with what we've gone through with like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, like all this stuff. Like we've talked about in previous podcasts, this is just as relevant as it was back then. And although this is like a great thing, I don't think a lot of people just like want another reminder of like what we had to go through. Sure. Um, So I could understand why people just don't like it that much and have like a problem with it but I think the fact that he is bringing on black creatives is a good thing Mm -hmm. and I don't think that should overshadow it's very very interesting and they have a statement here from um this is an article by NPR that we're looking at and they have a statement from Morehouse College psychology professor David uh Wall Rice who says it's important for us to have these type of tensions and it's absolutely important for us to have that type of critique um kind of referencing the campaign as a whole, and that we are all in an important partnership with a multi-billion dollar corporation that really is an aspirational brand. So it's something that does not necessarily speak to the least of us or the marginalized among us. Very, very interesting statement. And also I feel like who's to say that like some of these people, like the students aren't like getting internships, like these weren't like opportunities for them. Like, and 
I do like what he said. Like, this is, it was like, this is necessary in a way, which is, it's an interesting take that a professor said that. Yeah. I mean, especially a professor from that was, you know, one of the colleges that took yeah. a look at was a huge undertaking in this campaign. Very, very interesting. And they, you know, the campaign emphasizes one of the parts of the complex of the complex history. And so mm-hmm. you never really can get full support one way or another. Yeah, yeah. But they thought it was important to take this step out. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Yeah, another piece of news that we're going to talk about that was going on on Instagram, like, not that long ago, is the Kim and Kanye feud. That whole controversy. (laughs) I just remember everybody always saying we never know how to talk about him because he's mentally ill. I think that, I just want to blatantly say that, like, I honestly think that, like, him tweeting at her, him putting all these things on Instagram, the Instagram, like so talking just, about like North not wanting to be on TikTok, like yeah. posting all of those things. I think it's like really abusive in a way, like kind of emotionally abusive towards Kim. And like, he's legitimately trying to like publicly humiliate her. I think even going forward with that, I think Kim might are obviously has the maturity to deal with it. You know, she's yeah. dealt with other scandals before. I think what's really taking it out of line is when he includes his children. Exactly. Especially North, who he seems to be targeting. Um, which really, He always brings her up and it's weird. He does. He never talks about his two boys, his two sons, but he seems to always bring up North, which I don't know if that's because she's older and so therefore she could have more of a say. Obviously there's a very big legal debate going on yeah. here. Is the divorce finalized? Do you know? I don't, I honestly... I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. I read that it was going to be finalized. He then made a couple um, statements wanting to change some of the things in their agreement. Okay. So it says as of March 20, wait, sorry. As of March 2nd, they were like, their divorce was finalized. But also I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, I'm pretty sure you can send in appeals. Like, you know, he might just be protest, trying to protest it legally. Sure. Um, which is really sad that he won't let her go. And, like, it disgusts me. Like, it disgusted me a lot, like, when I was seeing how he, like, wanted her back and was, like, making all of these comments, like, You really in saw public. phases of this, of him first. In, yeah. I mean, it was him publicly being in denial about the divorce. Literally. And then, you know, saying that Kim was still his and everything. And now it's yeah. moving more towards North and he's more possessive of North, especially... As yeah. Pete Davison, who he has coined Skeet, <laughs> just had to say his nickname because I thought it was yeah. funny, um, has also entered the picture, which is something that I never would have saw coming in yeah. like a million years, but I don't know. Kim Kardashian does her own thing. Anyways, he has entered the picture. He has taken a say to it. Um, you know, him being an SNL star. Yeah, I thought he'd be immature about this whole thing, Me making too, jokes, but the actually. fact that he's like, dude. Like, man up, stop putting this suit on Instagram and, like, literally be a father. I was like, okay, Pete. Obviously, the text between the two of them were something that was really, that came out rather quickly as a point of contention. Yeah, interesting how they leaked so quickly. I'm sorry. I I just thought that was interesting. I think it is very interesting. I think there's a side to this we're not seeing. Which, obviously, that's how all social media works. Also, we do have to take into account, like, Kim is a mastermind at her public image. (laughs) Chris is a mastermind. Yeah, that too. And I do think she is a victim in this situation, but like also don't keep, she's very smart too. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, her children are the biggest victim, especially with Kanye. You know, he leaked their school. He, wait, he did? Yes. Okay, that is so dangerous. He leaked their school twice. I didn't know that. In a caption of one of their, one of his um, 
excuse me, one of his Instagram posts. See, he deletes and posts. He deletes and posts delete things post. so quickly. I can't yes. keep up. Yes. And so, I mean, if you go on TikTok and you literally look like Kanye. Of course. They'll break it all down for you. So, I mean, I was watching a lot of those videos because like everybody else, I got pretty invested into it. But he did release her school, which so obviously so much backlash has happened from that. You should not be in its more of him going around the legal system of as two parents coming together yeah. in any other normal divorce, you would decide the school together. Mm-hmm. You would decide where to put the children, you know, stuff like that, what the agreements would be on. And he really using his, you know, using them as celebrities, he went around that, posted mm-hmm. it on social media, no longer made it safe for those girls to go to that school and then forced back to into a corner I really didn't know that. That's very interesting. Very interesting. So I think, honestly, there's more calculation here than we are accounting for. And also, I don't think Kanye is stupid. Like, yes, he is mentally ill. Yes, he is going through something. But, like, I'm just so confused. I think he knows what he's doing. It'll be interesting to see the evolution of the Kardashians. I want to. The Kardashian mm -hmm. Jenners and their next. I'm excited. Next phase of life. And, you know, they're. I wonder if there's going to be like spinoff shows on like the Jenners they're having a new the, show on Hulu. I did. Hulu's got everything these days. Also, it, Hulu. It makes me laugh how wow. they literally had Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I thought they were done with like shows forever, and then yeah. not even like two years later, they're doing a new show. Years. I think it was literally nine months. Wait, are you I serious? Swear to God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think they might have just stopped filming for Keeping Up, and then I think they picked it right into this because there's not a huge it. gap in between yeah. but at this point maybe they have more control maybe they have the different maybe. producer maybe yeah. they get paid more who knows they get yeah. offered to hulu hulu has so yeah. many more subscribers also, with euphoria's on hulu no hbo no, max yeah hbo max never mind also i feel like this is like a rebranding for them like it just is. another rebranding because like that was them growing up and coming into their like adulthoods and now this is them as like there's I only guess so adults. much you can do with that no literally what I mean, it's gonna be their children now it will be their children oh, it's very gosh. interesting i mean with kylie jenner and her new baby that they renamed did yeah. you see that what's what's their baby's new name i don't know the new name they didn't release it the old okay. name was wolf i wolf like webster wolf, i thought that wolf was webster I thought it was would it be scott i'm assuming it would be would it be scott as the last name or do they use no I don't his know last name is, i thought his last name was webster i thought that was travis scott's last name really yeah travis scott's not his real name his like name is something webster <laughs> yeah travis scott's his stage name I get so confused with Here, his name. His real name is... Is it Webster? No, his real name is Jacques Berman Webster II. But his stage name Jacques. is Travis Scott. Jacques. Love that first name. Honestly, I don't know how that's pronounced. It's just the way it looks to me. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Are well, him and Kylie together? I don't remember. My brain blown. I don't know if they're together. I honestly God, don't know. I see. I'm so bad at keeping up with things sometimes. I love the Kardashians. It's... it's uh, What they're, is it called? Keeping up the Kardashians when you, like, don't is like my tell guilty, somebody, pleasure guilty pleasure show. That's yeah, what it is. it's my guilty pleasure show. Like I'll just put it on in the background, and I just yep. like am entertained instantly. I am entertained. I am really entertained. I go in fluctuations of like this is complete. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, like I love it. I first I watched it as like a hate watch show because yes. I was like, oh, I hate them. Like ugh. now I, I think they're so funny. Know, like the Chloe Tristan yes. drama, and I was like, I need to. Okay, see it. honestly, Chloe's my favorite. I love her, her and um her and Kendall are my favorite. Yeah. You know, all yeah. looks aside, plastic surgery aside, fake this, fake that. No, aside, they're personality wise. They're personality wise. They're so interesting people. And I mean, yeah. they're hustlers. You can't, people like to dog on them all the time. They are the hustlers. way they became famous. But holy cow, it takes a, a interesting person to yeah. stay in the publicity as much as they have. True. 
They are like, the but did you see here. that thing that they got a bunch of hate for? Oh. I lady should get up and work. Yeah, she should have not said that because she did come from a place of privilege. And, like, people people do get up and work their A off every day and still don't make it to where she is. Specifically singling out women in that. Nobody wants to work these days. You know, you have to work for what you want. Yada, yada, yada. Maybe, you know. Yeah, people are working. Like, and I know that, like, we're, like. From her view, it was most likely, you know, the people around her. Yeah. The people that were given everything. Whatever, whatever. So, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, definitely should not have said that, though. But went viral, like you yeah. Anyway, another piece of current news, more local, though. More local to Lexington. The biggest deal in the world. Literally. We're talking draw Oh, yeah. So Karen all dropped their latest issue of their magazine. Yay! It looks amazing. And I'm you so can... excited. We have copies here at the decks with us, so we are so, so excited to look through. I would like to give a huge shout-out. To all of the people that went into making this. Literally. And all the photographers. Gorgeous. Every single picture in this is literally amazing. A specific shout out I would like to give is my roommate who. Oh, yes. Yes. You have to shout her out. Sydney Turner, who is a photographer and has. It's been so interesting being her roommate and, you know, starting this process a year ago when she encouraged me to apply for KRNL to now seeing her such a dramatic shift of, you know, she went from doing one story and taking two photos of these plants in the first in our as a freshman to now she is in like well over 20 plus she, she oh, took yeah. well over 20 plus photos in here and has really including but not limited to the story on Miss USA. Oh yeah, which is like such a good wow, story. The pictures are gorgeous. No, they literally are. To just give you a little background behind this story, because I was somebody who was a fly on the wall watching all this happen, was Sydney, originally at our first like KRNL meeting, we all meet as a staff, um, they came up to her and was like, hey, so, you know, we're thinking of this story um, about Miss USA. Obviously, she graduated from Kentucky, and we kind of have her connection. Like, do you think you'd be willing to photo- like photograph her? Mm-hmm. And Sydney was like, yeah, sure, you know, like, expecting like it wasn't gonna happen really yes yes oh my god I know Sydney don't come for me because I know you're listening to this (laughs) don't come for me for telling the story but she really was she she didn't know what to expect from all this because she's Miss USA she's like okay Elle is someone who's so busy yeah no way and then she you know she got a dm or a message or something Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure of the nature of it from her manager Elle's manager saying that we are going to be setting up this photo shoot, this story. Will you come to this hotel in Louisville? And Sydney's like, yeah. I'm co- so I'm exciting. So she drove up to Louisville, and she photographed her in this beautiful hotel. They got to talk. It was so great. She sounded like such an amazing person. She had mm-hmm. so much fun. And these photos just came out so, so amazing. She just posted Sydney. Elle herself on her official account, her official Instagram account, just posted Sydney's I saw pictures. that. And I had the reaction like of her because she's getting all of these follows all of these likes good for her that's so exciting and we were in the car together and she said wow wow wait a minute she's (laughs) like panicking it was the funniest thing and i was like what what is it and she's like she posted my photos and it was just like such a cool moment to see and i'm so so proud of her always that she's able to see such beautiful you know I don't know, such beautiful model, such beautiful people, such beautiful things and make them into this. So Also she captures really beautiful moments. Like her photo account, yeah. I like literally stalked it. Yeah. If when you don't know it's captured by it. Sid, you have to mm-hmm. look. A lot of behind the scenes of some of these photos, you know, all she's also included obviously in just the other photo shoots, which one of them was Golf Wang, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. Or one mm-hmm. that's inspired by Golf Wang, mm-hmm. excuse me, which is um Tyler the creator's clothing brand. Yep. 
<laughs> it's so interesting you and I talking about fashion because I, know, I feel like <laughs> we like know nothing about fashion, but we're trying our best oh, because man, this am is I a name dropping. Yes, <laughs> this is a lifestyle and fashion publication. Yeah, I'm so. here to give you the juice. Okay, yes, it's very interesting. It was such a they rented out. It was the first time they rented a studio, I believe, and they didn't just go to a location. Yeah, that's awesome. Or maybe that would I don't know if that's factual. I'm gonna cut that out. We, we, we don't know for out. sure. Yeah, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. This the way that is also just getting past the photos. The way it is also put together mm-hmm. is so it's really aesthetic. It is they did such an amazing job. Everyone from what they're saying about each one mm-hmm. of these things, like all the, the writers, just to the designers. I think it's so cool. Like how they have the golf wang. This is such yeah. a little detail, but how they have golf wang mm-hmm. as the name, and then the hat literally has a, is like the O. It no, makes seriously, up the, o. the attention to detail is always detail. so great, and all of the like publications and issues. Exactly. <sighs> The designers with the clothes and the stylists and all of it. It's just so beautiful. So mm-hmm. an amazing hats off to you guys. It's an amazing, amazing yeah. job. Literally pick up a copy anywhere. I know they were having tablings. They're dropped off so many places around campus, also around the Lexington area. And check out page 50, our favorite page. <laughs> Basically saying keeping up with KRNL. Yes. And that we are featured on there. KRNL Talks. Yay. So excited. Uh, Go subscribe to our newsletter. The QR code is linked on that page, page 50, if you didn't get it. Yes, yes. Now on to other news. Mask fishing. A new (laughs) slang term. Mask fishing. That sounds so like, I don't know why, but it sounds like. It's like catfishing. Literally. Okay, that's that's what what it's point. That's what it is. So middle schoolers are finally taking off their masks. Oh my gosh, now I get what this is. Because when I first heard the term, I was like, wait, but now this makes perfect sense. So in this episode, she came with five things she wanted to talk about. I came with five things I wanted to talk about. Most of hers were, you know, things in the news. I came with mask fishing. I love it. (laughs) Essentially, middle schoolers are finding taking off their masks, and most of them do not want to. I think this makes perfect sense. No, I went through that when like they lifted like the one here where like we can't, yes. we don't have to, it's optional like indoors, but like in classrooms, it isn't like you have to. Yes. With So now with this, you know, newfound freedom, there is a flooded relief and also with an annoyance, according to the Los Angeles Times, as sweaty um, acne scars oh, and masks yeah. and stuff like that all now is being seen more, which when I was in middle school, I would have loved to have a mask. <laughs> I too. would have loved it. Because I remember, you know, at that point, you're trying to figure out makeup. You're trying to figure out concealer. No, you're during like, that this time. This is not my color, but I just has all these dots over my face. Holy cow, I would have loved a mask. During that time, I literally had to take, like, it was this, like, acne medicine because my acne was so bad. So I definitely yep. would have loved a mask. Also, I feel that now. Like, when we got that email that it was optional, I walked into Whitehall, like, the day after. Yes, and I felt too. attacked because I wore my mask. Uh-huh. It's at this point, it's awkward. We all know it. If you're on the, you know, UK's campus, you get the kind of awkward feeling it yeah. is. On, you can't have it in some place, can't have it in the others. I think, you know, they're slowly lifting it and we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes and we'll see how the cases, you know, develop and the spread goes. But yeah. I don't know. It's nice to know that we now are going back just a little bit to something normal. Yeah. But having a mask is, having no mask is definitely interesting. I catch myself taking some facial expressions. <laughs> that are really embarrassing like i didn't realize how much like i like just use my mouth as like i don't know if you i wish you could see me right now because i'm literally making facial expressions i get that but like 
I, I feel that when I'm walking. I'm not doing anything, but I make a lot of movements when I'm walking just with my face. Like, I move just my lips a lot. Just to things. Yes. And, and I think I, I did it as a joke before when I was like, you know, you can't see me, LOL. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you a look. Now you're just conditioned. And you can't now, get away from it. People are giving me the looks because I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I literally saw this kid. This is a complete, complete tangent. But I saw this kid running. It was outside of Whitehall. Running up the tree. Jumping on a tree branch and doing pull-ups on, the, I kid you not, for anybody that walked by, oh my god, <laughs> maybe you saw it too, but pulling, doing pull-ups on the tree branch. And I was like, I made a face and this other girl walking the opposite direction to me laughed at me and I was like, oh no. no. I feel that because like your reactions when you have a mask on, like nobody can see them. So like you're just more open to like being freer with it. Yeah. No. I yeah I feel that also I'm a very reactive person when people talk and yeah. I find myself now like when I'm talking to someone without a mask I'm like nodding and I'm like smiling and I'm like and they're yes. like they're looking at me like what the heck I do the same thing like I'm too intense for them and I'm like oh god like do I need to like everyone on the podcast probably noticed more. when Carrington talks I like I'm like yes no I get it whatever all these filler words yeah. that I use I use those as well because mm -hmm. you can't really tell that I'm smiling or something like that or so I never used to use those before I would just yeah. listen to people quietly Literally. like a normal person <laughs> anyways it's very interesting mask fishing you are essentially catfishing when you take when you take the person takes off the mask it people do look different with their masks they on do. without though they I feel do. like I'll like walk past a guy with his mask on and be like ooh he's like really cute mm. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if I see him take it off, I'm like, oh, the mystery's gone. Like, <laughs> dang it. God. You're right. Of the eyes. It's just their eyes. <laughs> Literally. I think people's eyes are also just very pretty. So, yeah. like, you know, yeah, and the rest of their face. You're like, eh. Anyways, <laughs> very funny. And other funny, interesting, fun news, Yellowstone, um, the first our, our first national park in the United States, on March 1st, turned 150 years old. That is so old. And I also just, like, for some reason didn't think it was that old. And I'm like, I feel dumb now. It's crazy. Signed into law by President Uly Ulysses S. Grant, America's first national park was set aside to preserve and protect the scenery, cultural heritage, wildlife, geology. <laughs> geologic and ecological systems so so interesting yeah that's really cool also i've always wanted to go there and i i just want to go there so bad i do too i've never been there they have I like hot so, springs right yes there's so many historical resources with these 25 sites that they're kind of you broken up into landmarks that are there it is so so beautiful we're looking at scrolling through looking at the pictures right now and it's just so interesting how different the park also is. It's, it has a plains, it has a basin, it has a plateau. Oh There's 27 Native American tribes that have historic and modern connections to that land. Oh, that's really so, cool. So, so interesting that 150 years ago it has been preserved. It's in my Wyoming, but it also goes into Montana and Idaho. Okay. So it's like huge, apparently. Wow. Sure. Well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. that seems like it was a little bit. Those are limited populations. This is like states. a sidetrack, but I'm also pretty sure that like if someone were to like die in Yellowstone and it's like a crime, it'd be like a jurisdiction problem because like it could technically be in like Montana. Where did that come from I in don't your know. mind? I swear. Okay. So I took a like a national. Where did that come from? I took a national parks class. Like, oh, so you know way more about this than I do. Okay, but I, like, honestly didn't pay that much attention because it was during the height of the pandemic when we all went online. So I really didn't do my work like I should have. But, like, he made this, like, one really interesting remark during one of his lectures about that. And I was like, that is, like, terrifying because, like, really, that could What's be, the like... class, you know? Oh, gosh, no. 
<laughs> I really want to just say it's like National Park something. It's like a... Oh, anyways, go take the National Park something class and figure out if yeah. that's true. That's a true fact or not. Because also, because it will be more in person probably next year, you actually go to national a national park here in Kentucky. Really? Yeah, like you take a field trip, but I couldn't because it was online. I was very upset. What a cool class, though. Yeah, I almost failed, though, because it was very math oh, intensive. Really? So Yeah, and I'm just like, re- it was really easy math, but I'm just like actually horrendous. Anyways, they're having celebrations from May 19th to the 20th, because apparently it is their, some of their biggest times of the year for people to come with that activities and stuff. So it sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to, check it out. If you have any free time, why oh, not? gosh, really? Be a good trip. And then one last um, piece of information that we have that is actually going to be really hard for us to deliver. Yeah, there's a bit of sad news, guys. Is that we are, this is going to be one of our last episodes of the podcast. The podcast is no longer going to be happening. Mm -hmm. We're discontinuing (laughs) it. It's sadly. I can't even keep it together. (laughs) April Fool's. Yeah. We're recording this on April Fool's, so I thought we would add a joke. It was just in Carrington's face when I just suggested, like, let's just say, like, let's make up an April Fool's joke. Yeah, and I was, okay. Yeah, I was do? immediately like, all right, what are we... I'm also, like, really bad at this, and, like, I'm just not convincing at all. <laughs> April Fool's, we're here to stay. We're getting to our 20th episodes. Heck yeah. All right, April Fool's, the history of April Fool's. This actually is very, very interesting to me. It is celebrated for several centuries by different cultures throughout throughout its um, long origins. It remain a mystery. Wait, so, like, nobody knows where, like, it actually came from? No, no one knows. Although That's it's in multiple cultures and it's, you know, by playing practical jokes on others and yelling April Fool's at the end as a clue to the subject as a prank. That's essentially what History.com says. Interesting. I actually didn't know that nobody really knew where it came from. Some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582. Holy crap. Wow. When France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. Whoa. Oh, my god! I don't know why, but it was a new year began with the spring equinox around April 1st. And people were showing jokes, I guess, as something. I don't know. That's interesting. Some of the pranks that were back then included having a paper fish placed on their backs <laughs> and being referred to as, this is in French, but <laughs> I don't know if I can Poisson. say it. Poisson de Avril. There are the April fish. That's funny. <laughs> said to symbolize a young, easily caught fish as a gull- gullible person. That's actually so funny. Oh my God. I'm going <laughs> to. How interesting. I'm going to like go on a tangent really quick and say a really funny story. My roommate tricked me. Okay. She literally <laughs> called me and was like, I'm pregnant. Like, I'm not. She was like, I'm. she was at home. She's like, I'm not coming back because we were at home for like the yeah. semester. She's like, I'm not coming back. Like, you're not going to see me again. Like, I'm dropping out of college. And she was like, crying and I was like oh my god I was like oh my god are you okay like I like I feel so sorry blah 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 and then not even like a couple seconds later she was like I got you and I was so mad wow yeah and she really convinced me I was like I felt so bad for her how funny something that's going around on Instagram right now I really love my mom likes to get involved with people I don't know why. Nobody else in my family does. It was never like a thing that we did as a family. But she texted me today this screenshot of a Chick-fil-A sauce hand-spun milkshake. A limited time item. Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> and I, she texted me a screenshot of it saying gross. 
nothing else. And I sent her back an emoji, like a barfing emoji. And she yeah. said, April Fools, are you kidding me? Do you think they would serve that? I'm like, no. She said, I got like, you. Yeah, she was proud. That's so I was cute. Like, okay, that's fine. I Hi, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> I love when parents like participate in things like this. I think it's so funny. Anyways, finally, current life events that are going on in our lives. What you got? What you doing? I don't even know, but I see internships listed here, and I just want everybody to know I'm stressing about it. I've been applying so much. There's an interesting tension on this campus when it comes around to this time. Second semester hits, everybody panicking. I'm, like, also panicking because, like, it's my junior year, and I don't want to do an internship my senior year. Sure. Yeah. Obviously, Carrington and I are in two different majors. Yeah. So tell me how it is finding an internship for you, and I'll tell you a little bit how it is finding one for me. I just want to say it's very competitive. Okay. So you're a major, just for yeah. Oh, I'm here. a journalism major. Okay. So like, I'm applying for like editorial internships, also like some social media because wow. I am a social. I do social media from like my sorority. Yeah. But like, it's just really competitive, and I've got rejected a lot, which is fine because like you know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It yeah. Does. So how do you find these internships? Do you just Google? Oh, handshake. 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 Especially if you're a UK student, you automatically have a handshake account. Yeah. And they also are connected with like all of the careers fairs here. Uh-huh. I've been to. For me, it's a little bit different. I am a finance major, for those of you that don't know. A lot different. A lot different. I don't know how I got to this podcast from all these numbers. But anyways, <laughs> that's a story for a different day. Um, yes, I've been like classic finance major fashion. I have a spreadsheet on what I apply to. And how quickly I get denied. So I think I've applied to over, I think I've reached 42. Dang. Yep. I think I've been denied to 37. Okay. So it's pretty good. And pleased to announce that I do have an internship. Yay! Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Congratulations. Thank you. Very excited. It's paid even better. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, we love I to love see it. that. I'm in Nashville for the summer, so it'll be super fun. It's very interesting. It's not something that I think I want to necessarily go into, but that's Wait, how most like, internships work. What are you going to be doing? I am going to be a manager in training at a hotel. Okay. I know, which one of my ma- I'm finance and management, so yeah. it makes sense. And then, you know, I'll obviously get to see the financial side of a hotel and yeah. all the different stuff. And I don't know. I just... I am going to be at the Hampton Inn or Hampton Garden okay. Suites. I also like also hate writing cover letters and it oh. takes a lot for me because I feel like, yes, you can reuse them, but sometimes they ask for specific things and you really can't. No, I hate it. I don't do it typically. If it has a cover letter, I, I always do it because I feel like it sets me apart, but also I yeah, know that they can yeah. probably tell that it's me pulling my teeth out and that I hate writing I it. I think pulling my teeth would have been me just exiting out the screen when I see it. So <laughs> I feel like, no, I feel like you're, you're standout. I don't know. It's been, it's interesting to see when I, so I got an offer for this internship that I now have accepted. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is, gosh, this is like one of the stressless weeks of my life. Stressfulest. I don't think that's a word. (laughs) It's okay. Wednesday I got an offer. I had till Friday to decide. Okay, okay. So that's kind of typical. And, you know, I have to sign the offer letter, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And on, after I got my offer letter, it was like two hours later, I got an email Mm -hmm. from a different company. Yeah. Saying that we would like to interview you. (sighs) Too late. <laughs> You're right. At this point, this company has a household name. I'm not going to say who, but it was very exciting. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing opportunity. I know these people. Like, you know, not that I don't know, like, you know, the Hampton or where am I at? Yeah, Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this would have been a larger company of something that I wanted to do, specifically finance. So 
somehow pulled some strings, got the offer letter, letter moved back. Hey, so great! And so I was able to interview. I had two interviews before I had to make the before I had to make a decision. Yeah. At that point, they wanted to do three more interviews. Three. Uh huh. I had so I extended Dang. it by a week. It was yeah. to the following Friday. I did two interviews in that one week with this company. And they were like, okay. So I was like, what is the timeline? Obviously, yeah. you kind of asked that at the end of the interview. Like, I was like, where are we sitting at this point? I've already given you a lot of my time. Yeah. You've given me a lot of your time. Like, this seems pretty good. Yeah. Typically, I feel like two interviews is kind of the cap. Yeah, like, I feel like you really shouldn't need more than two. And, and if the person isn't giving you enough, then, then, then they are worth seem, a third interview. Exactly. And so he was like, well, you know, so we've, you've, we've talked about our program. We've talked about it. We, um, have reviewed, they had me take a personality test. We have reviewed your personality. It's a great fit. We would now like for you to meet for this next person. So I had to meet with the HR person. I had to meet the head of, it was just very interesting. And it was going to be three more interviews. I was like, at this point, I don't know if I can do that. I have this opportunity. So I took it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll, I'll let you know how it works. All right. All right. Update, update. Updates. So, are, is that all you're going to be doing for, like, the summer? Probably. That okay. and panicking about sending abroad. You're going to have so much fun stopping. <laughs> yes. So, I guess maybe we should tell you guys this, is that the future of KRNL Talks, I cannot be here yes, this semester. She will be abroad. We are still in the process of finding somebody new, pivoting, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, however... I will not be here. It's so sad. Hopefully, I'll be back in the spring. Not sure where the weather will take me, <laughs> where the wind will take me, but um, I will be in Florence. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. It's crazy. I just got approved. <gasps> Yay! I know. I got approved to, for, like, UK both approved me and my okay. program, so ugh, I can buy a plane ticket. Hey! I know. This what are you so doing exciting. for the summer? Yeah, so I'm going to be home for the summer, probably going to find a job, hang out with my friends. The coffee shop that you work at? Are you going to be there? I do not want to go back there. Never mind. I feel like I just struck a nerve. I would um, like to redact. It's okay. I, okay. So I did like this coffee shop. I really do. Okay. Um, I just, I just, the, it just wasn't fun. It just was a little all over the place, but I loved my coworkers. That's fun. I was happy that I did get to learn like how to make different coffee drinks because I'm obsessed yeah. with it anyway. So it was Gosh, fun. That would be so cool. That's yeah. one of my dream It was goal. really like, nice. Like, one of my dream jobs. Just like, I feel like you kind of have to have like, I don't know, like, most people's dream mm-hmm. jobs are like, I want to be a CEO. I want to be yeah. a editor in chief. I want to be. I'm like, I kind of be want to be like a bartender at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to work as a barista at one point in my life. No, I want to be a bartender too because I feel like I just want to know how to make like me drinks. too. Like, it'd just be fun, like I a cool party I trick throw to some, learn. Like, basil in it, crush it up. Right? I don't know. I watch TikToks about that. I'm not even 21. I don't know what I'm talking. I about. I like watching <laughs> the shakers and then I'm pouring it out. And then yeah. sometimes there's like really cool like. Ice. There's so much Foam terminology. Stuff. I think it's so cool. You can order a yeah. drink from a store. My, I don't know. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be an expert when I'm 21. I'm I love exactly to see what it. To do. Anyways, so cool. That is our updates. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been so fun talking about everything and nothing all at the same time. Yes. I hope you've enjoyed. And we will see you for our next episode in like two weeks, guys. Yep. Before we go, we always want to thank Pops Resale. Thank you so so much for sponsoring this episode. Yes. Like we plugged earlier. Be sure to um, subscribe to our newsletter to never miss an episode. Um, and to also try and pick up one of the magazines if you can find one. Absolutely. In Lexington. This has been our 17th episode. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Ta-da. Ta-da. Ta-da.